0: Welcome to Lifehouse Church Online. To know more about our senior pastors, head to the Lifehouse website. We hope you enjoy the service.
1: Uh, Happy Father's Day to all the wonderful men in my world. And I put up a post today, and I meant every word when I say I'm so proud of, of the men of this church. Uh, I've seen some of you since you were teenagers, in your 20s, uh, be, you know, get married and then have children, and I'm just so impressed with uh, with the dads that you have become. And you know, there's a saying: it's easy to be a father, but it's a different thing to be a dad. And, um, and I just want to congratulate all of you and today's message I pray will be a blessing to all of us uh it's it's an important message and I've been praying about this word and uh, it's been on my heart especially for the men of lifehouse now listen ladies if you're at home please you still need to listen up because God's got something to say to everybody uh in this message it's not just points for men it's 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 just some practical things that need to be said that will help all of us become the people that we long to be in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Father, I just pray right now, right from the outset, everyone that is watching, anyone that is listening, that, Father, you would bless them. Lord, you said that your word is powerful, and we believe that, God. It's got the power to transform our hearts. So, God, right now, I just pray for everyone that is listening. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. 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 Hey, come on. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into this. And uh, the title of my message is Leaving a Good Inheritance. Do you know, in biblical times, an inheritance... Was such an important thing to leave behind for your children. Um, and I, it may not be obvious to you, but you'll understand how obvious it is. Because back in those days, back in biblical times, there was no insurance, there was no health insurance, there was no income protection. Uh, if something happened to you, that was it. There was no Medicare, there was no pension. There was no uh, any type of government assistance in that way. And so the only thing that helped you as as a family was what was left to you as an inheritance. And so no wonder Proverbs 13 verse 22 says, A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up. For the righteous, what a powerful verse that is. A good person leaves an inheritance, and and today I just want to unpack that for a moment because I'm sure that when you hear the word inheritance, for most of us, we assume it's speaking about possessions. An inheritance may be obviously money that is left. For us, it may be assets, it may be a business, and there's no doubt about it. This scripture is definitely speaking into those things. But, friends, there is another legacy, there is another inheritance that is just as important, and it's the spiritual inheritance that we leave for our children's children. And I would rather speak into that today because when it comes to the inheritance, Financially, Do you know, we've already spoken about that. We just did God, money, me, and a lot of people did say that they were very thankful that that as a church, we're we're highly recommending to you that you be thinking for your children and for the, your children's children and thinking about their inheritance financially. But, but, friends, there's a, a quote that I would love to put up on your screen right now, and it says this: "It says, good men.' Now, it's, I'm, I'm concentrating on men today because it's Father's Day, okay? And I'm just encouraging our men." And it says, good men are far-sighted, especially for their families. They are great family planners. And here's a great question for all of us, mums, dads, it doesn't matter who. Are you being far-sighted when it comes to your families right now? Because, friends, the truth is this: our children will inherit everything that we leave behind. Now, here's a question: what are you planning? leave behind because as we all know this is a positive scripture it's talking about us leaving positive things behind but friends the truth is this we all will leave something behind and what we will all leave behind is our example that's the inheritance our children will receive our example our conversations Our thoughts about others, our fears, our attitudes, our convictions, our behaviors, our love for God. Friends, all of those things are are an example that we will leave as an inheritance for our children. Now listen, that's a positive thing. But I hope it's a positive thing. And if it's not, we get the opportunity to change the direction and the inheritance that our children will receive. Amen. Do you know that word inheritance when you look it up? In the original um, language, uh, in, in the Hebrew, the word is obviously just an inheritance, which is the transfer of wealth, but it also includes heritage, and it includes the word to possess. So here's a question. What are your children going to possess from you? What is the heritage that you will leave for them. Now, I've got to tell you, this is not something that I used to think about. But the older that I'm getting, okay, I'm sounding like a wise old man now. It's becoming really obvious to me as I'm seeing my children. I'm actually seeing already the inheritance that I'm leaving behind for them because they're old enough now that they are living their lives and I can see the things that I'm leaving behind. Do you know, um, some of you may or may not know, but my, my parents... Uh, they they came to Lebanon, uh, they came from Lebanon into Australia in 1971. And the reason that they came was because in 1969 there was a civil war taking place in Lebanon. And um, and my parents were actually quite wealthy. My my mother's uh, father, so my great my my grandfather, um, he was quite a wealthy man. He used to own many buildings in, in Lebanon and he was a developer. And and my dad's family, not doing so well as mum's family, but they were still they had a family business. But you know, my, my dad and my mother, they I'm so glad for them because they were being far-sighted. And they just knew that things were not going to go well in Lebanon. Well, I don't know if you know what's going on in Lebanon today. But friends, it's not the sort of country you would want to raise your children in. And my parents had enough foresight... And they were being far-sighted enough, and friends, they weren't doing it for themselves; they were doing it for us kids. And and I've just recently, we've just recently discovered that we're going to be grandparents, and I'm just so glad that my children, who grew, who grew up in a safe country, are now going to be able to raise their children. Yeah. But listen, all of that is possible because I had parents who were being far-sighted, yes. and they decided to leave a country where they were doing very well at the time to come into a country where my parents couldn't even get a job. Yes. They came with nothing, friends. Sometimes to leave an inheritance, it's going to cost you something. Yes. It's, it really cost them. It cost them their friends. Do you know, my mum kissed her parents goodbye and never saw them again. Wow. She was a 19-year-old woman and came out to Australia. Imagine being 19, kissing your parents goodbye, never seeing them again. My dad obviously did the same thing but my my parents were only in Australia for five years before both of their parents, uh, all of them literally died in a very short period of time. Friends, sometimes it will cost you but I've got to be honest, I'm so thankful. I know I know we've got our challenges in this country at the moment, but there's nowhere else I would rather live than in Australia right now. It is still a safe country. It is still a, it's still a place where we don't have tanks rolling down the street. I'm so glad I'm not living in some other countries right now, that if I get sick, we have a healthcare system that can care for us, that my kids can be safe in our streets. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for Australia, and it's because my parents were being far-sighted enough to... To give me an opportunity, they did it for me and for my brothers, and, and I'm just so thankful for that. Friends, are you being far-sighted right now? Come on, this is a challenge to all of us. Sometimes it will cost you. You know, there is a great Christian leader that I admire to no end, and this person, and I'm leaving them nameless because because I, 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 it's actually a positive story about this particular person, but it gets negative toward the end. But you know, this Christian leader, and I'm sure most of you would know who I'm speaking of, um, You know, has literally changed the landscape of church in Australia, actually around the world. A prominent Christian leader that has helped us to navigate church, to make sure that churches are relevant around the world. And this great Christian leader has kept his character in check for the last 65 years. He has grown and become an incredible father, grandfather, He's a man who speaks with integrity. Yet, unfortunately, as we speak, he's being dragged through the courts because of actions that his father did, yeah. horrendous actions. And the inheritance, unfortunately, that his father has left him has landed him in court cases and given him a bad name for things that he himself did not do. I wonder if his father was being far-sighted. When he was doing those things, when he was performing those acts, was he thinking about the inheritance he was going to be handing down to his own son? Now, that's an extreme case, friends. That's extreme. But here it is, guys. Hey, listen, as my son and my daughters live out their lives, I don't want to be a burden to them in their future. I don't want people saying, Oh, so you're so-and-so's dad, uh, child, are you? Oh, your dad. What are they going to say next? Is it going to be, your dad was awesome and changed my life? Your dad was instrumental in my life? Or was it going to be, oh, your dad, hmm, he didn't quite pay back the, the money that I gave him. He didn't, oh, he, he had a building company and he just voluntarily closed it all down and didn't pay his bills. Friends, what's, what's going to be said next? Come on, let's make a decision that the inheritance that we leave for our children's children... Hey, listen, we're not just thinking about our kids. We're thinking about our grandchildren. That's the biblical perspective. And I know that people that are watching right now, I know you want this. I'm, I know that this is exactly who we want to be. You know, Just recently, I was speaking to a dad. And um, you know, he's got two daughters, one son. And, and I've got to tell you, his, his eldest daughter, she is just on fire. Everything that comes out of her mouth is gold. She's full of wisdom. She's so respectful. She loves God. She loves her parents. Incredible young lady. Then he's got a middle son. And and he's a a great kid too, seriously. He loves God. He's very bubbly, a little bit cheeky. And then he's got this young daughter. And to be honest, she's just a little bit out of control. You know, she she carries on. She doesn't respect her parents much. She she picks on her other siblings. Sometimes she swears. and, And they are just confused as to how these three kids have been raised in the same house. You ate the same food. You live in the same premises. But the truth is this, friends. The eldest child, the eldest daughter, she got to see the best version of her dad. When she was growing up, he was on fire. Everything that came out of his mouth was about Jesus and the Word, and he kept himself pure. The second child, the son, he got to see a similar thing. But this last child, this poor girl, You know, all all she has seen is dad probably at his worst. You know, the language that comes out of his mouth, his thought patterns. My my sense is this. This poor girl hasn't been given an inheritance like the first child did. But that dad gets to change the direction. Nothing is forever. And he has still got an opportunity to change his ways so that this young child gets given the same inheritance that the older child gets. Come on, somebody. Now, I know this might be one of those, you know, look out, there's some left hooks being thrown today, but friends, this is just, it's only to help, okay? We want to make sure that we are that Proverbs 13, person, we are that good person who's leaving an inheritance for our children's children. Listen to what the Bible is saying. You've got to have such an effect on your kids that they will replicate what they've seen into their, into their children, into your grandchildren. The Bible is saying that we ought to be concerned about our grandkids. Amen. We, we, we've got to have such an impact on our own children that our grandkids are impacted by our example. And that's how powerful it needs to be. Do you know, in our leadership school um, and in church planting schools that Helen and I run around the world, we talk about leadership. And then I'll ask the question and I say, guys, what is the most important aspect of leadership? What is the most, is it vision casting? Is it communication? Uh, you know, what, what is Is it your preaching skills? What is the most important aspect of leadership? And we go around in circles for a while and then it finally comes out. Well, let's see what Jesus thought was the most important thing for him to leave behind. And we find it in John 13 verse 15. This is Jesus speaking. He's about to leave the earth. And he could have said anything at this point in time. But this is what he says. He says, guys, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Mom, dad, whoever you are, how comfortable would you feel to say to your kids, hey, listen, guys, I've left you an example. Just do what I have done. Be the person that I have been to your friends, to your family, to your children, to your employees, just do what I have done. How comfortable would you be to say that? Because that's what Jesus said that he had, he had left for us. So come on, let's unpack this in these last few moments that we have here. A good person leaves an inheritance. So friends, let's talk about the inheritance we should be leaving for our kids. Are you ready, everybody at home? Come on, let's Let's unpack the inheritance that we ought to be giving to our children. First one, the inheritance of great and healthy relationships. How do we do that? How do we ensure that our sons and daughters have great marriages? Because that's the inheritance we need to leave for them, friends. How do we do that? Well, quite simply, dad, make sure you are loving their mum. Why? Because when your sons see you loving their mum, respecting their mum, speaking well to their mum, then your sons just naturally inherit that. And that's the way they speak to their wives one day. That's the way they'll speak to their girlfriends. You don't have to lecture them for hours and hours because they're watching what you do. They're watching what you say. Your daughters will be repelled by the Enrique gold ch- chain wearing hairy chested uh, alpha driving sorry if you're if you're any one of those things i'm not necessarily picking on you what i'm saying is your daughters will be repelled by the abuser by the loser who just wants to just use them and use up their bodies now they'll be repelled by that because you treated your daughters yeah. well because you treated their mum with excellence you know i i don't have many regrets in life i honestly don't but there are a couple and I allow them to burn, my, to burn within my spirit. Do you know, I, I heard of a preacher, his name's Andy Stanley. And I was hearing him speak about how he raised his boys. And you know, he had a culture in his home that I've got to be honest, we didn't do this. And I really regret it because I just think it's beautiful. Do you know when mum would be cooking dinner? Um, mum would be very, very busy. And so when the kids would all start coming home... They wouldn't just plonk themselves down and just hold their knife and fork and start smashing the table saying, where's our food? Where's our food? No, no. What he would make them do is they would all set the table first of all. They would make sure it's all ready to go because mum's already busy. Mum's doing her job. What are you doing, kids? Sitting around just watching television waiting for food to be prepared? What are you? So he would get them up. Now listen, this is the part that I love the most. They were not allowed to sit down at the table until mum sat down. And I remember thinking, wow, we didn't do that. We didn't do that as a family. Why? Because I didn't see it. That's not how we did it in our our house when I grew up. If anything, there was a lot of yelling and screaming going on. And so, you know, I think I fixed up a whole lot of things, but I could have gone even further. That my kids would have had to have stood around and waited for their mum to take a seat. It was only when mum sat down that they could all sit down. Now, do you know what that creates? Those kids are now 28 and 34 And they have such a healthy respect for their mother to this day. Hey, come on. Let's lift up the example, friends, that we want to set for our children when it comes to honour and to respect. Amen. The next inheritance we want to leave for our kids, guys, is the spoken blessing. Mm. The spoken blessing. Friends, don't go to the grave without your kids knowing what you actually believed about their potential. You know when 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 I read the Bible you know the opening chapter right here it is God creates man and it's not long before God the Bible says that God blessed them and he spoke wonderful things over them friends come on let's leave an inheritance of a spoken blessing over our children oh they know pastor rich they just know because they just know no they don't know no they don't know you know there's two questions. There's one question that has to be answered in every boy and in every little girl. Every little boy, every little girl. Every little boy wants to know, Am I enough? Am I enough? And every little girl wants to know, Am I worthy of being loved? Hey, dad and mum, come on, speak blessing on. over your children's right. lives. You, you speak into your kids. You know, when I, when I think of the word of God, we see God doing it with Adam very, very quickly. But then we see Abraham blessing Isaac very, very quickly. And then we see Isaac blessing his son very, very quickly. And, and we know that went a bit pear-shaped, right? But do you know what's powerful about that story? Is that when Isaac blessed Jacob, when he actually blessed him, it was for the wrong son. <laughs> But the spoken word is so powerful, it still rested it's so upon him. What am I saying? Hey, sometimes we feel like, oh, but you know, I'm not sure I 100% believe what I'm saying. Hey, listen, come on. Just speak positively over your children. Hey, dad, I want to go study something at university. You, you I, I don't think you're very a- a- academic. Look, I don't think you should. Hey, listen, come on. Just because we didn't receive that inheritance from our family, from our dad, it doesn't mean we shouldn't be passing on a whole new inheritance for our children. Come on, speak into their life. Speak blessing. You know, before Jesus started his ministry, have a look at this, guys. This is the son of God with no sin. He was perfect. He was God. But he was God on earth and he had a human flesh. And the Bible says that he was baptized as he comes up out of the water. What does his father do? He speaks blessing. This is my beloved son whom I love and in whom I am well pleased. Friends, if Jesus needed to hear it, our sons and daughters need to hear it. Come on, give them the blessing. Now, why is this important? Because that's what they will do with your grandkids one day. I'm praying that my daughter, who is now about to have a child, Already I'm starting to see, Dad, she says, Dad, I'm praying for their spiritual gifts. Dad, I'm already praying that they're going to be a world leader. Dad, I'm already, I'm thinking, I'm feeling a bit challenged here. Like, I don't think I did that, Sarah, with you. Like It took me a lot longer to work it all out. But I should be believing that our generations are getting better, not worse. What my daughter is now doing with our future grandchild, I didn't even do for her. But yet, We're getting better. Imagine what my great-grandchildren are going to be like. Come on, we need to set the direction. Does anybody believe what I'm saying? Come on, yes, we never had it, but it doesn't mean that our children can't have it. Amen? Prophesy over your kids. You're going to be amazing. You are a world leader. You have got gifts that other people don't have because it's wrapped up in your body, your mind. Come on, prophesy over them in Jesus' name, amen? The next inheritance we're going to leave behind. Now, this is a tricky one, this one. I, don't, I, I, see, I see that some parents would be devastated if you would accuse them of this, but I actually see it in their life from time to time. An inheritance of wanting them to be the best they can be. Amen. An inheritance of wanting them to be the best they can be. What do I mean by that? Do you remember when the prodigal son came home? The prodigal son came home, and instead of getting a lecture, and instead of getting beaten down, no, the father was protecting him. And what's the first thing the father says? He says, go and get the robe. He doesn't just say robe, friends. He doesn't say a robe. He says, go and get the best robe. So hear me, hear me here. So they go in, the servants go, they go and get the best robe. They put it on that prodigal son who didn't deserve it, but wait for it. So right now, if you were to take a snapshot of that man's inheritance, of that man's estate, the person wearing the best robe at that point in time was his son. Now, you know, there are some dads who just couldn't cope with that. Son, I love you, but I need to be the best around here. Do you really, dad? Do you you need to be the wisest all the time? Is it always you with the last say? Hey, how do you feel if your son was to build a business that was 60 times better than yours ever, was or will be? Listen, does that make you rejoice? Or is there some sort of competitive spirit in you where you go, yeah, my son's great, but you should have seen what I did. Hey, listen, let's aim that our children are better than us. They should be standing on our shoulders. They should be doing things that we never did. Now, listen, we see Jesus say comments like this. Guys, what you guys are going to do, you guys are going to do greater works than I did. Look at the spirit of Jesus. I want you to do better. Come on, let's have an attitude. Let's leave an inheritance of you're going to do better. I bought two houses. You guys are going to buy 10 Mum and I have got a great marriage. You guys are going to have an excellent marriage. We raised awesome kids. You guys are going to raise brilliant kids. Come on, not, oh, you should have seen me in the old days. should have seen me. should have seen, who cares about you right now? We love you, Dad. You're awesome. But come on, it's not about you now. It's about your kids. When you're telling us stories about how wonderful you are or how wonderful your kids are. Now, don't be the... Don't be the guy that at every party we've got to hear about your kids. I, right? You hearing me? All right. Balance, balance here. But my point is, come on, let's be our kids' greatest fans. Yeah. Let's help them to prosper. Your kids should sit back and say, "My dad thinks I'm amazing. My dad has given me the best." Do you know, it wasn't too long ago, my son uh, with uh, with his girlfriend have uh, they started a business, and you know, before I was in. Before I was pastoring a church, I was in corporate sales and training. I used to train. And and, and I, I, do, I still do a, a lot of coaching with, with different business people to help them along. And one of the things I, I do for them is to help them to develop a vision statement. Because a vision statement is so important within a business. And I quickly realized my own son didn't actually have a vision statement for his business. And I thought, how terrible is it that I'm helping the whole world? And I'm not even helping my own son build a great business So on a Saturday morning just recently, we sat down and we unpacked what it takes to have a vision statement, what it should have in it, what it shouldn't have in it. My point is this, you know, sometimes we're very busy helping the whole world. What about our own kids? Come on, let's give the best of who we are to our own children in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Come on, we've got to to be these sort of people. Next one, quickly. We've only got a few moments left. Are you enjoying this? Come on, what inheritance? A good person leaves an inheritance to his children's children. What inheritance are we leaving? Let me tell you what the next one is. We're going to leave an inheritance of meaningful touch. Now, this is a touchy one. (laughs) Do you like the pun? Let me tell you why this is so important. Because for many of us, you didn't receive that. That's not your inheritance. You didn't receive touch from your father, some of you from your mother. And so now you find it hard to do it for your own kids. Hey, listen, if we keep going down that road, then your kids are going to find it hard to do it with their kids, and then they're going to find it hard to do it with their kids. Friends, why don't we put an end to it right now? Come on, meaningful touch. Go out of your way to hug your children. Go out of your way. They never outgrow a hug, by the way. Never. They never, my, my daughter Sarah will come down from Sydney and we'll sit down together. She'll literally lie down on my lap like she used to when she was four years old. She'll lean on me. Stephanie will want a massage. Dad, can you give me a massage? My, my son constantly, he thinks I'm a masseur for some reason, right? Dad, give me, a, my, my children love to be touched. Now listen, why is that important? Because dad, if you don't touch them, mum, if you don't touch them, they will look for it inappropriately somewhere else. They will look for it somewhere else. They will crave to be touched, but they'll want to be touched by someone who shouldn't be necessarily touching them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Dad, love your sons. Hug your sons so that they don't crave it from another male somewhere else. Amen. Come on, we've got to love our sons. We've got to love our daughters. Hug them. Dad, stop hugging me. You know what? They may say that to your face, but inside they're going, I love this. It brings them security. Come on, love your kids. Now, don't do it in front of all their school friends. Okay, have some wisdom here. Don't, right? Do it at the right places, but hug your kids. Let's give them an inheritance that will be passed on. I'd be devastated if my grandkids were not being hugged and kissed and loved. But you know what? How can I expect that to happen to my grandkids if, I'm, if I haven't done it to my own children? So dad, I know you're a big beefy whoever you are, right? I know you're tough and all that. Hug your kids, Kissed him. Do you remember when the prodigal son came home? The Bible says that the father ran to him. I love this part. He hugged him and then the Bible says he kissed him. Jesus took the time to say that the father kissed his son. He kissed him. Hey, listen, kiss your kids. Love them. Of course, do everything appropriately, needless to say, okay? But come on, let's, let's give them the inheritance of touch. Do you remember in Matthew chapter 19? Um, Jesus, the Bible says, children came to him. It says, then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. People wanted Jesus to literally touch them. Okay, come on. If Jesus was doing that to the young kids around him, then we should be doing that appropriately, Okay, especially with our own kids, and we've got to do it right. Amen. And, and guys, last but not least, last but not least, this is probably the most powerful, is give your kids an inheritance of chasing God. Okay, we don't just want to be awesome parents who help them to have great jobs and nice homes and and dress well. No, no. Our inheritance is we want them to see that we have chased God down. Hey, come on, we're going to get into God's house. Mom and dad, get into God's house. Now, I know it's hard at the moment, but are you even watching church online? Yes, well, you obviously are because here you are. But my point is this, are we giving them an inheritance that God's word matters to you? Do they ever see you reading God's word? Do they ever hear you talking about Jesus around the home? Come on, let's give them an inheritance that that's how we do it here. We don't just talk about God in our church building, we talk about Him in our car, at the cafe, when you're doing the laundry, you're yelling out questions to each other. Hey, what do you think the Bible means? And all of a sudden, your kids think, wow, this whole God thing's real. It's real. Hey, come on, let's make it real for our kids. Give them a desire. Come on, sometimes dad just walk into the house and say, Holy Spirit, I love you. And thank you that you're in this home. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And then just break out in tongues once in a while. And your kids are like, dad, what are you doing? My kids, my friends are here from school. I don't care. Let me prophesy over them as well. <laughs> Come on, let it loose a little bit. Come on, church can't just, God. the whole God thing can't just be for a couple of hours on a Sunday, guys. It's got to be an inheritance that we pass on to our kids. Talk about end times. Talk about these things because they're so important. Amen. Now, friends, needless to say, needless to say, I hope the inheritance that we are not leaving for our kids is an inheritance of foul mouth and speaking negatively and speaking negatively about your church or speaking negatively about other people. Is that the inheritance you want to leave for your children? You know, just let let me get really dark on you just for a moment. I heard about a couple just recently who have been speaking negatively about everything and everyone. And then the saddest statement came out and now their daughter is beginning to speak the same. And I thought, wow, is that the inheritance they want to leave for her daughter? That she grows up to become 18, 20 years old and people say, what a gossip she is. No, no, come on. We get an opportunity to change the direction. Now, let me end with this. Let me end with this, guys. The Bible says a good person leaves an inheritance. Do you know who the ultimate good person is, don't you? And we all know the inheritance he left us. Friends, God the Father is such a beautiful person that he left us an inheritance. And the inheritance he gave to us was his son, Jesus.
0: Amen. Hi, I'm Richard and pastor of Lifehouse Church just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life my greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus which can begin by praying a very simple prayer I'm gonna pray that prayer right now and if you'd like to begin that relationship you can just repeat after me Lord Jesus I need you in my life I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.